What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of our brand new podcast. I'm Niall. I'm Austin. And, and we're, we're so, so sorry. <laughs> so in this first episode, to get everything started off, we're just going to introduce ourselves and let everybody get to know us a little better. So I think, I think I'm going to let you go first, man. I think you're a very integral part to this podcast. I don't know about that. I feel, yeah. like, uh, I feel like you can talk more than I can. You think so? Uh, yeah. Okay, fine, I will. All right. I can never turn down an opportunity to talk. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm Niall, and um, I think I'll just talk a little bit about how the podcast came to be, but just kind of generalized. So the idea that we've got for this podcast, and we're so sorry in general, has a lot to do with forgiveness and realizing mistakes and self-improvement and growth and just becoming the best version of yourself especially within the last six months, I have gone through a lot of metamorphosis, I think is a good way to describe it. That's, I've that's done a good way to, yeah. You think so? <clears throat> yeah. I've done, a, I've done a huge 180. I just realized I, I look back on the past versions of myself and my current version of myself and my future version of myself as well. And man, I'm just so sorry to all of them. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> now, I'm sorry yesterday and tomorrow, all at the same time. <clears throat> for all the crazy stuff I've done, and that is definitely one of the things we will talk about as this podcast goes on. Yeah, I was going to say, because you know, it's all happening at the same time. It's so. all happening at the yeah. same time. Everything is a continuum, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, But, you know, we've done some crazy things. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, think, I think we're high on life. I think that's a good way to phrase it, you know? Like, we're just, we just enjoy the life so much. It just gives us that natural ecstasy. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm a DJ and music producer. I write pop and EDM music. I love philosophy. I love uh, philosophers like Jordan B. Peterson, um, entrepreneurship. I'm into that as well. Gary V. Shout out to Gary V. Martin Garrix and The Kid Leroy, probably the two best artists in their respective genres right now. I love me some The Baby from time to time. The Morning? The Baby. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think people will get to know a little bit more about me. I think I think I show most of myself through my personality. So I think I think as time goes on, <laughs> people will know one way or another. But yeah, okay. So I'm I'm giving you the spotlight now, Austin. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't. Okay, I've not had quite as much of a journey, I guess, as Niall has, and uh, that's for the. Future reference there. Um, no, I, I mean I've had some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Existential crises of mm-hmm. my own, um, mm-hmm. just over the past year. <clears throat> and of course, 2021 is kind of the way that uh, the little path that we took to get up here to where we are now. Beginning of 2021, there for quite a while, I was uh, not in a great mental space, and <clears throat> that's probably not going to be talked about. However, Niall was actually uh, part of the reason I was able to get out of it quite a bit. So, in so, we discovered our mutual love, I guess, for philosophy and questioning life and the things of this world and not really knowing why we do, but along the way making a lot of jokes, a lot of uh, inside and running jokes, and a lot of just random different things that brought us pretty close together. So, we we decided we were going to make a podcast about the things that that we uh, started thinking about, started creating our own philosophical ideas about, and uh, 
like a few minutes ago, I just mentioned that uh, the past, present, and future all exist simultaneously. That's going to be kind of an episode in its own mm-hmm. just because it's going to take a lot of in-depth to uh, really understand. And then once we do that, we'll uh, probably continue talking about it forever, which is we're also, also, we're, we're already there. Yeah, we're, we're already, already talking there right about now. It. Yeah, we're yeah. Already, yeah, we're already there right now. So I'm also I'm a music writer. I don't do quite the same kind of stuff that Niall does. He's my producer. I write just music, stuff like that. I can't, I don't really have a specific genre. Probably my favorite genre, though, is uh, lo-fi and like a lo-fi hip-hop. And that's the kind of stuff that I listen to, like Pau and uh, Rose Boy and stuff like that. Those are artists that I listen to a lot and artists that inspire me in my like my music writing. I, I write music kind of based off of that stuff. Uh, which we can talk about all that kind of stuff at a different day too. But uh, today's just kind of more of an intro thing. I'm also a drag racer. You'll hear me talk about that quite a bit. I have a 1968 Camaro that I like to, I like to race um, very fast. Very uh, things we'll be talking about uh, in the future. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much me. Um, something else that will actually kind of partially be crucial to our. Uh, episodes here in our, our podcast is the fact that I detail cars and, and wash cars. And that's actually where a lot of our philosophical conversations have started and uh, and uh, taken place, uh, specifically with the past, present, and future. Um, that and actually started right there. So while I was washing a car, so a lot of those, um, I may have to, I may bring up that every once in a while, <clears throat> just because it's very relevant to our lives into our uh, existential crises, I guess. So I, I, I think something that I like that you mentioned is speaking of existential crises mm-hmm. is how not only have you had your own thing, things happening in the past recently, mm-hmm. and I've had my own things happening recently, yeah. but it's, it's both of us collectively having our own separate things to, happening to us that actually brought our friendship way closer together yeah. to the point where now we... We had so much in common when it comes to just life throwing things our way that now here we are, and mm-hmm. we're so sorry. We are and so sorry. So sorry. Like <laughs> that's another thing that we didn't really mention. Um, the reason why we're so sorry. There, there's a lot of reasons. Um, part of it is we're essentially apologizing in advance. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, because we're going to be talking about a lot of things that we may be wrong about, so we're mm-hmm. kind of apologizing in advance. Um, that That's part of it, is we're apologizing in advance. And, and, and another thing is, too, like if we offend you or offend somebody, just anybody that's listening to it or somebody you may know, it, it's another thing. We're just kind of apologizing for that, too, in advance. Like we're not doing these things on purpose. Like we're not being wrong on purpose or we're not trying to offend you or anything, but sometimes it happens. And those are things that we have also come to understand is, right. is, and we, we've done this, we've done that to each other a couple of times before, I'm sure. Like, you know, where we've said something um, that may or may not have hurt the other person, you know, or something like that. So, but we've also come to understand that we are both human and things like that happen to be so sorry for it makes it a little bit better. I mean, it may not heal everything all at once, but it does make it a little bit better. So we kind of apologize in advance to let you know that, you know, we are so sorry for the things that we say. Sometimes we won't be sorry, (laughs) but but sometimes we are sorry. And whenever we say it, we genuinely mean it. 
but then there's going to be other times like we'll correct ourselves. Like like if I stated you know some random fact about I don't know dinosaurs or something, and I was wrong, and somebody said that we were wrong, then I would go back and I could figure out you know what the actual fact was, and then you know tell you guys what it actually meant or whatever. Right, right. So it, it's something that that we want to go ahead and kind of get out of the way. Yeah. And and the thing that I like about the phrase "we're so sorry" is as we get farther into our discussions. And, and people will become familiar with our phrasing of what we mean when we say we're so sorry. We are sorry to the listeners and the and the viewers if, mm-hmm. if we ever transition to a video version of this podcast. Which we probably will. But I believe I mentioned it already in the beginning, but I'm not sure. So in case I didn't, I'll say it again. Not only are we apologizing to the listeners when we say that we are so sorry, but when we say individually that we're so sorry, we're talking about every existence of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So in the past, in the present, and in the future, and any other version you can think of, because in any given moment, you know, we were just talking, Austin and I, before we started, uh, we were reminiscing on some past times, and I, and I said to Austin one time, I said, you're not stuck, you're just an idiot. <laughs> I, think, I think that's very true. Like, you know, in any, in any given moment, you know, you've got to apologize because you realize what you've done in the past, and in the moment, you never realize it. And by the time you realize it, it's not that moment anymore. So you're never sorry in the moment. You're always asking for forgiveness for something you've done, not something you're doing. Because if you're really sorry, you won't continue to do it. Exactly. And so, you know, the reason, the cool twist that we're kind of taking on this is that we're apologizing in advance. And then even after we apologize in advance, once we realize that the thing we've already apologized for in the future comes to fruition and passes us, we apologize for it again because it's an inevitability of the future. And we can't we can't get around it, but we can at least try our darn best. Yeah, we're essentially apologizing to ourselves or to other people, even like like our. It's like almost as if we were apologizing for our future selves, not just to our future selves, right, but on behalf uh, and, of ourselves. on the behalf of, and like yes. we're apologizing to our past selves for. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I put you through that. Right, and. We're almost apologizing to our present selves, too, because we're apologizing on behalf of our future selves for things that we're doing now. So, and it's like our future selves are apologizing to what we're doing, but we're also apologizing to them to having brought that upon us. Correct. Or upon ourselves, rather. Right. So, that was a big word of, a a big word of? of (laughs) (laughs) A rant? A big uh, uh, pile of word. Wordage. It, wordage was kind of the word I was looking for, but there's an actual word I'm looking for. I don't remember what it is. It's a word, uh, uh, gosh. We're so sorry. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> word soup, I think is actually. Word soup. Was it uh, word soup? I don't know. I don't think I it was no word soup. Is. I feel like there's something. I'm so sorry. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Past but yeah, <laughs> we, we, we really are sorry. We're, we're sorry to ourselves. We're sorry to you for anything, you know, if yes. we did something wrong, but... You know, we're just here to have a good time and talk about the craziness of life and existence. And and if it's actually there. And if it's actually there, <laughs> are we really anywhere? Are we really existing? Because if we're just made up of atoms and atoms never touch anything, do we ever really touch anything? Right. And and have you noticed how no sexist that is? No, not kick that child. We're, we're all made of atoms and no eaves. Isn't that ridiculous? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like you just want to like you know. There are electrons, and that starts with an E. So maybe true. They gave her the they gave her the first letter, and they were like, "That's good enough." enough. Yeah, that's what you get for being the first one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh wow! Since the dawn of time, we've been very sorry. 
Very sorry. <laughs> Absolutely very sorry. We have been very sorry. Extremely. That's another thing that we're probably going to talk about. Um, Niall just mentioned the dawn of time. Um, probably going to mention about like early existence and um, I don't know if we'll have full episodes on it or not, but we'll be talking about like biblical things as well, not just our own life and own philosophical needs, wants, desires, whatever. We're going to be talking about the things of the past. So things of like biblical times, things of like, okay, how do we think that they thought about this? How did they go about doing what they did and and thinking, you know, did they ever think like this? No, because we're idiots and they weren't. So, you know, just various different things, talking about the past. We'll even be talking about the the future. Um, We'll talk about the present. You know, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. So I think I think I think you lightly brushed upon something interesting there. And when we when we look into the past and we and we recognize the wisdom that's been lost over years, you'd think the yeah. opposite would happen. You'd think that over time we'd get smarter and societally I'd say as a whole we've gotten better. But I know. mean the very the very same thing goes on to what you just said like you'd think that the wisdom would get more and it would increase. That's why, you know, people in like the 50s and stuff were saying, you know, in the future we'll have flying cars. And here we are with memes about frogs wearing suits. Right, so, right. Just various different things. So, but continue, please. Sorry. No, no problem. It, it reminds me of the movie Wall-E. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen it, yeah. They live in a very technologically advanced world, and but they, they so ruined. Yeah, they ruined their own planet, similar to how we did, and they build this big, grandiose spaceship, and they're in space for hundreds of years. I don't remember if they had an actual destination, which is hilarious because I like it. Did. Not it, it, I think that's a very good. Um, I don't know if it's a metaphor or what the term is, but it's like we cause our own detriment, and we know there will be consequences, but we have no plan on how to. We have no plan on how to deal with them afterwards. Like they they ruined their own planet, and then it happened, and they're like, you know, we did that, but we're just gonna go off into space with no. With no backup plan, you know. Specifically in Wally, and I think we should do like movies and stuff too. Would be we should. Fun. I think that'd be kind of fun to talk about. But like specifically with Wally, the Wally robot, there was a lot more of them than just him. He wasn't the only one. Like there was a lot of them. He was just like the only. He was like the last known survivor, kind of a thing. Right. Um. Yeah. But what I think what the people actually did, like the um humans or whatever, actually did before they actually left Earth, they created like the Wally robot mm-hmm. and. Then their idea was to send humans up for, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever right, right. while the Wally robots cleaned up the earth and, you know, compacted all the trash and got rid of it or whatever. And then they were able to come back and then, you know, whatever. Well, the problem, I think they like somehow malfunctioned and then they stayed up in space because they malfunctioned and then it just never worked out that they could return. And then by the end of the movie, they decided we're going to return no matter what kind of a thing and we're going to fix the earth. I think. It was kind of that. To an extent, it that was sounds like, about yeah. Right. But yeah, one of the most interesting things about that movie is how they get so technologically advanced that over time, they even themselves. despite that, they ruined themselves. They got fat. Yeah. They, they lost bones. They became so stupid. They weren't even aware of their own reality because they were so you know subjected to, yeah. to all those things. And it's like... That's what happens. I think that's what happens to your mentality when you mm-hmm. when you allow yourself to just be completely and utterly controlled by negative influences. Your soul kind of becomes fat, you know. Yeah. And when you're fat, it's it's difficult to move. You're not as you're not as, uh, in a good mood. You're you know you're not as efficient. You're not as motivated. You're not a lot of things. All you are is just a chunk. 
you know, like, and you can't, you can't get much done like that. Um, and so we're, we're really just trying to butter up the gears in everyone's minds, you know, for, for lack of a better yeah. term there, you know Take what I'm saying? Take them to add, the gym. Take their yeah, brains yes, to the gym. Yeah, yeah, You know, add some, add some olive oil to that pan, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, we're, we're cooking eggs up in here, you know, like— yeah. See, I mean, that's that's one thing I actually do with my with like with my time is I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I'm going to work out my my physical body, why not work out my mental body as well? Right, right. You know, which is kind of like what we what we've been doing, what we've been discussing, um, just over time. Like we've been, and it can get a little exhausting sometimes. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. Like whenever we used to talk about this kind of stuff, like every day, like the philosophical stuff, I even told you it was like I could no longer think like that for a certain period of time. My brain blocked itself. And it was tired. And I think I we even talked about this before. It's like it did not want to think like that anymore. Well, then it had that break, and we talked about it a little bit, but then you left. Mm. And then after you left, I went so long without it that by the time you got back and we had our first one back, it was like my brain's like, okay, I'm ready to get back at it. I'm ready to actually start working again. I'm ready to start really thinking about these things again and get back into my philosophical ways or whatever it's kind of like you know you you work out so much but then your body gets tired and you know sometimes you know and you don't want to overdo it but if you overwork yourself you need a couple of days to kind of recuperate and like you know regather your yourself and and your your strength and your energy and then you can go back and do it again and and, and when you go back it's like so refreshing and you remember why you did it yes it's refreshing you remember why you did it in the first place and especially if you stick with it you actually begin to grow so like um I, I, my muscles are a lot bigger than they used to be. I mean, you know, I, I can, I can confirm, (laughs) but well, I mean, they, you know, the more I did that, the more benefits I got from it. So it's the same thing like with my brain. So like the more that I'm working my working out my brain, the stronger it'll get. And the more creative thoughts I'll have, the more, um, philosophical ideas and stuff that I'll be able to have and discuss with you. So, um, I just think it's you know a good idea overall for anyone to be able to do that, even if it's just listening to random pod. Not even this one that you know necessarily. Like there are some podcasts like I've listened to before. I mean, you got the uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it or not, but like yeah, stuff like that. Podcast. Like yeah, some of their stuff is like okay, I'm listening to this now and I, I'm. I'm understanding this. And then I've been listening to Stiff Socks and no, it doesn't really help my brain get stronger, but I do <laughs> learn a lot of new things. Yeah. So, um, you know, stuff like that stuff, just, I don't know, just kind of all over the place. Um, there are a lot of philosophical podcasts and such and, and things that I'm sure you've listened to as well. Yeah. So like I, like I mentioned uh, at the beginning when we were doing our introduction, Jordan B. Peterson, yeah. absolutely great guy. Never met him yet, but uh, right now <laughs> I am reading his book, 12 Rules for Life, An Anecdote to Chaos. Really good book. I was very confused when I started it. The first chapter is about lobsters. Um, <laughs> and I was like, how does that solve chaos? But the guy's a genius. Definitely recommend his podcast. He knows so much about so much. Like we were saying, like you got to exercise your mind, you know? Like you have you have to have some mental stimulation. It reminds me of a guy that Austin and I are both friends with. And I went and visited him one time, and we'll actually have him on the podcast eventually, but he was talking to me one time about growth as a person and how, in analogy to brain cells, brain cells, they kind of have little arms to them, and they reach out looking for other brain cells. And sometimes a brain cell can connect to another cell, and and it will reject the connection. And he was using it as the example of sometimes in life, when we're trying to grow, we actually get more lonely 
And when we get more lonely, it feels like there's something wrong with us, you know, but we go around and we try to make these connections with people. And sometimes, whether it's a friend or a romantic relationship or a closer bond with a family member and things like that, when we try to do this growth, it just doesn't always work. But if we give up, if the cell were to give up, the cell would die. The cell needs those connections to survive. When we make connections with cells in our brain, that's how we grow. And so it all works on a micro and macro level. When you grow your mind, you're, you're doing a lot of things for yourself. You change your mentality. It makes you want to do more things and you want to be more productive. I, for one, am very list-oriented and I try to time a lot of things and stick to a schedule and things like that. And it's really helped just grow my mentality. A good example that I can think of is Kobe Bryant and like the whole mm. Mamba mentality where he was just like a beast at what he did. Yeah. And he had that drive. He had he had everything. He had that power. Yeah. He, he, stayed, sta- hungry. he stayed hungry, dude. And he, he devoured He devoured that, bro. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what you've got to do about everything that you really care about. You know? You have to put in the work. You have, you to, have put to put, in the, put in the hours. Yes. And you have to take you have what's to take ours? what's ours. Yes. Now don't take my stuff. You can take Austin's stuff, hey, but no, not mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just take your own stuff, but you know, take take what's yours. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you've got to work for what's already yours in order to keep it, yeah. and you've got to fight for what you, you want. You got to fight to gain. Yes, you do. In a, in a lot of in most cases you have to fight to gain. I mean, I feel like there are some cases where you don't really have to. And it kind of depends on, like, the context. Because, like, if you're wanting to fight to gain, uh, like, if you're wanting to gain, like, your mental uh, mental growth and stuff like that, you, you don't really have to fight anyone in particular. It's almost like fighting yourself. That's exactly what I was about yes, to say. Yes, you have to fight yourself to, you have to really want to do that. Otherwise, it's just, like, not going to happen. Most of the time, it's not going to happen because a lot of people will lose that willpower. Like I told you earlier, my brain got tired and I couldn't have as many of those conversations as I once did. I didn't have the same kind of drive, the same kind of power that I did before. You didn't stay hungry. I didn't stay hungry and I didn't devour. So, oh gosh. That's another thing. We make a lot of song references. We do, we do. Anyway, you know, I had I had to fight myself for it and I had to get back into that groove of, okay, I want to grow my mental capacity. I want to use my my mental strengths to learn new philosophical ideas and and grow as a person in general not just in you know what we're doing here but like just in all areas of life just kind of overall like you know what am i trying to learn here what am i what am i fighting you know and it would want to be myself and half the time it is myself and it is you know oneself overall but i mean that's just like you know what we were saying like most of the time it's it's the fight for it but you don't you don't always have to fight for that gain because it's, it depends on what the gain is. The way I see it is it's like a fight you were always meant to win, like destiny. Yeah. Like, like you have to fight for it, but you were always meant to win. And it's not necessarily, like you said, it's not necessarily a fight against other people. And like, well, a quote that I like from, from Gary Vee, he says something along, along the lines of, there's no such thing as competition. You're just in it against yourself. Yeah. And that's very true because even if you are in it against someone else, you just have to do the best you can do. Yeah. That's know? exactly what it's like because it's like, um, oh my gosh, I saw this video and I'm going completely sidetracked here. I saw this video a while back of Eminem. He, somebody was interviewing Eminem and I honestly, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody said to Eminem, 
somebody like it was some other rapper has been talking trash about him or something like that. It was probably Machine Gun Kelly. It wasn't actually. Oh, it was really? No, I, I don't remember who it was, but I know it wasn't him. But he said this person's been talking trash about you. He goes who? And he said, this person, yeah. he's like, he's, he said, who? And he just kept saying who? And then he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And he walks away. And that's, that's because, awesome. and, I, and I've heard, you know, he, he believes in himself, you know? And yes. it's something because he knows he's fighting himself. He knows he's not fighting anyone else. He, he, he's against his own mental battle. And that's, you know, that's the thing there. But what I was saying earlier, like not all gain comes from, I was going to say pain, but you know, that's the whole gym thing. No pain, no gain, which I mean, in that case is pretty much true, but. You don't always have to fight for gain. And what I mean by that is people can be giving to you. People, and it kind of depends, like I said, it depends on the context. People can be giving to you. They can be just nice enough to help you or, you know, whatever. And what? A friendship can be a victory. A friendship can be a victory. Exactly. Victory doesn't always have to be victory and defeat. Mm -hmm. Both of those are not required. Exactly. It It can be like, like, like you know, me and shared you, like, yes, yeah, we we've had a shared victory, exactly, Amen, yeah, yeah, and and what I was referencing to specifically is think of we, um, it is what the fifth, say the fifth, yeah, okay, so today's the fifth, um, of twenty twenty two, you know, first of January, whatever, new year, new me, totally kidding, same me, anyway, it's like we're so sorry, so <laughs> I'm so sorry, so. You know, about a week ago or so, we had Christmas. So, you know, we can ask for things for Christmas and, you know, somebody will, you know, give us something. Or even if we don't ask, you know, people will give us something. So we have gained without a battle. We have gained by somebody. And that's just a random example. But, I mean, you know, just different things where, like, I, okay, I got a new phone for Christmas. Okay, like, I got the 13 Pro. I had an X and it was not functioning as well anymore. I had cracked the back glass. It just had all kinds of things wrong with it because I've had the phone for like three, maybe three and a half years. So I told my mom, hey, I need a new phone. This is kind of the one I want, all this other stuff. And she got me this one, which is almost, actually, it's better than what I asked for. And that was me gaining something without having to fight for something. That was somebody helping me with something that I needed help with. So she got me something that I needed that I could use and and have or whatever without me having to fight to get it. A way that I would reference that you'd have to fight to get it would be like working, which I mean, working isn't obviously too bad. Kind of depends on where you're working. Of course, you know, you worked at Food City. Some, some places are worse than others. And I work for myself washing cars. I could have done it and paid for this phone just like it is, you know, full everything, but it would have taken... A lot of time, a lot of effort, I would have had to put a lot of fight and a lot of battle and a lot of pain to be able to get enough money to be able to gain something that I needed and that I could use, but somebody else was there to help me and get through it. So that's what that's what I was trying to say. I just used that reference to kind right, of say right. it, but and that was way longer than it should have been, so I'm so sorry for that one. But, <laughs> but I, I see it, like it's a shared victory because yeah. your mom got to do something for you that she wanted to do and you you were able to get something that was more usable than what you had before. Absolutely. And so yeah, I think I think shared victories are are very important and you know like it's not always about opposition. Like mm. like we were saying it's not always about if I if I wanted a victory, I have to put you down. But see a lot of a lot of times what people do is is they will get into opposition with themselves. Mm. They will they have shame, they have things about themselves that they aren't proud of. And 
you know, insecurities. Yes, insecurities. Perfect. Yeah, and it, I think that's very prevalent in today's world. Oh yeah, and, and, a, <laughs> and a topic that I am extremely, extremely passionate about. Probably something we will talk about a lot on this podcast. Mental health in general. Mental health, mental health yeah, in general. That's, I mean, that's that's kind of what brought us to this. Yeah, like to this podcast was a lot of mental. We health were we were challenged. Problems. Yes, we were, we were both challenged um, mentally, like our own mental health. We were both challenged in it and had to help each other. And that's where we had that shared victory. It's like we we shared the victory exactly. and be able to conquer our own mental health in the in the fact that we have made it better. Now we're, I mean, nobody's ever 100%. Right. But we have gotten significantly better just right. because of, you know, our shared victory. So I'm sorry, I could completely cut you off. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, yes. <laughs> no, but I, you know, like I said, I just, I have so much empathy and compassion for people that struggle with mental health mm-hmm. especially as someone who has who has seen a lot of dark and not as much light sometimes mm-hmm. and someone who has seen both sides so to speak and i feel like a lot of people judge themselves for the things that they do yet they're not they're not getting judged by other people per se it's just that everyone else is so busy dealing with their own problems that they don't feel cared for a lot of times. And it's so difficult for someone who's already struggling to help someone else who is also struggling. And I feel like we were very lucky and blessed in that way that we were able to kind of ping pong off of each other in our struggles and help each other share a victory because a lot of times people are just too bogged down and not that it's any fault of their own, but just that the weight of life and existence and all the things that come along with it is a very heavy burden to bear. Mm-hmm. And we bear that burden our whole life. And it's a heavy one. It is so heavy. Yeah. Like, it, it's heavier than the five-pound weight at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is heavier than that, significantly. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things heavier than a five-pound weight. There's right. this uh, little Abraham Lincoln uh, stress figure that we've gotten here. The stress Abe. He's close, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, you know, that, that's, how, that's how it should be like, you know, you should be able to get that that weight off of your soul, you know, and yeah. and, I, and I really, I really have a and passion that's, that's about getting like, people there. Yeah, that's what's so great about like therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I'm getting ready to get some therapy myself. That's what's so great yeah, about that well. is you get that mental burden released, and and that's one thing. And this is something. This is why I like having like a best friend like you. Okay, mm-hmm. this is like I hate in a sense, to tell you everything that I'm going through because I'm un- I'm unloading that burden on you. It's vulnerability. And it is. It's vulnerability, but I'm unloading that burden on you. And then whenever you unload your burden or whatever onto me, it's it. we both, it, it, it's mentally straining on either of us because right. neither of us are therapists. Neither of us are, are meant to be doing that. So it's great that we can talk about those things. But we also, I mean, I've had to be careful of whenever I talk to you about things, you know, it just kind of, you know, if the timing was wrong or if I just felt like, okay, I have went, I've already told him so much stuff this week, maybe not today, you know, stuff like that. And it's not that, it's not that neither one of us can't go to each other. It's that to some extent you get too much. Yeah. There's only so much. That you can handle. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, I remember back in high school, I would have people uh, come to me for relationship advice before I'd ever been in a relationship. I had people come to me for just random advice and would tell me the things that they were going through and all these different things. And, like, 
and, and because I, I, to them I was trustworthy, so they would just load all these things on me. And then I'd go home and my family would do some of the same stuff. My, you know, my parents may be having something going on. Now that's not, you know, that's a very rare thing. But, you know, my dad may be like, you know, today was just a stressful day. Let me tell you about it. My mom may be like, okay, so, you know, here's what happened at work today. You know, just various things that, you know, they start telling me all these things and I get all this information. And all it's just that pil- energy. Yes, all that energy. It's all piling on me. And it actually makes it harder to sleep because, you mm-hmm. know, you get all that energy and all that stuff piled on top of you. You're hyped up because you're awake. You're thinking about it. And it's hard to fall asleep with all that on your mind. So you finally get to the point where you can fall asleep and it's just, it, your mind's just running wild. And that's the thing is like, it gets heavy on you, which is, you know, I, I, I had mental breakdowns and stuff like that right. because of it, which is why it's so nice to be able to have somebody, well, specifically, and I'm going to say this uh, just real quick for advice in general, like that's why it's great to have a best friend and specifically one that you can trust mm. because, and like me and you have built a very, I feel like a very strong trusting bond because yes. I have spent so much time with you and everything that I've learned to trust you more than a lot of people. I think I've told you before, I think I found a a real friend in you. Mm. So in that, it's like, I feel like I can tell you these things, know that it's not going to go anywhere if I don't want it to, and I will have been able to unload my burden a little bit without you having to, because at some point, and to some extent, you could just forget about it if you wanted to, and neither of us would ever have to talk about it again. I know you don't, but... You could, and it'd be okay. And same with like, you know, you to me. Like, you tell me a lot of these things. I try to process it and talk to you. Well, after it's over, I can either go home and think about it, and then I just get a huge burden on me, or I can let it go because it's about you. And then whenever we meet up again, we can talk about it again. Kind of like, it's kind of like you're unloading the burden, mm-hmm. talking to me, and I'm letting it sit on the table. And while it's, yes. it, it's like, it's like, okay, so you see this phone right here. If I sit this phone right here and we start talking about the phone, we're talking about the phone. I sat it here, but now we're talking about it. Now you're going to choose to leave it here and walk out of the room. Right. So, and now whenever you come back into the room, we can decide to talk about the phone again. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. And that's kind of what I'm saying there. Yeah. But like you were saying, and that, wow, I am so sorry. I went on a complete tangent. (laughs) But the point is, it's like, it's nice to be able to have stuff like that. And I was talking about therapy. Therapy specifically, it's not that those people aren't, you know, getting these burdens or whatever, you know, from other people. Like they're hearing these people who are in pain, these people who are hurting, and they're hearing all these different things. But they, chose that profession. They chose to have people tell them all these different things so that they can help them get better. And that's why, I mean, especially, and you're talking about how you're so interested in mental health, I think therapy is a fantastic idea. Yeah. I know some people, I don't, well, I can't name anybody specifically anyway, but I, I know of some people who have been against therapy before because they think, oh, they're going to put you on antidepressants. They're going to put you on this medication or this medication. Well, you know, if they think it's that bad, maybe. But it's not likely. Therapy, if anything, is just for you to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. If anything. And, and and if it's serious enough, then that person can help you overcome that feeling. So, And the thing that I really like about when I talk about my life crises 
with a friend, so with especially my best friend like you, I think I think this is the point you were trying to make. You have the ability to take the problems that stick to me yes. and let them roll off your back like it's nothing, but you're still giving me that outlet to allow me to express myself. It's like it's like when you get those um spike balls stuck to your your pant legs when yeah. you go out. It's like, and you've got to have someone else take them off for you, or because if you try to take them off yourself, they just get continually stuck to you. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, sometimes it's that way, either that or I'm just really stupid and I can't get them off myself. <laughs> but either way. He's so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know, it's like you were able to help me with my burden and it doesn't affect you the same way because the puzzle piece doesn't fit the same way. Exactly. It's like it's like when it comes to our emotions, we're we are emotional sponges. We soak up everything so quickly. And once we reach that capacity, it's hard for us to wring ourselves out. If yeah. anyone knows of a self-wringing sponge, that would be pretty darn cool. But, you know, <laughs> like, you got to have someone like, you know. Patent that. Yeah. Pat, 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 I'm, pat, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm patenting the, uh, the self-wringing sponge. Yeah, yeah. It'll Thank solve you. all your emotional problems. Oh, it? It'll, the most or your dishwashing problems, yeah, 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 more right, of, right, yeah. Right. It, it just it just allows you to start fresh, yeah, and it gives you that kind of closure that you need in your own head. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people lack that kind of outlet. And I think that you know it can be sometimes even better with a friend than with a trained clinical uh-huh. therapist because it's somebody you trust more. Yeah, and yeah, that trust and that bond is really there, mm-hmm. and. I feel like a lot of people can get into a lot of drama if they talk to their friends about their problems. But, you know, if someone if someone gets rid of you because of your problems and they don't express to you that, you know, they can't handle it and they just let go of you, then they probably shouldn't have been your friend, you know? Yeah. But when you find the right friend, it'll it'll work the way that it does uh-huh. with me and you. Speaking of, that is another thing we're going to be talking about quite a bit. Finding the right friend and finding the right person Mm -hmm. because specifically we use the term soulmate a lot and it just kind of depends on, it kind of depends on whether you believe that there actually is one for you or not. Of course, I think there is. I know some people don't. To my knowledge, you do. Um, More or less. More or less, yeah. But like, I know some people don't, but that is something we're going to be talking about a lot because, well, because of the controversy of it and Mm -hmm. because of the difficulty of it because- there are so many people who find themselves in the wrong groups of people or with the wrong person and it winds up in disaster or, or you know, whatever. Like I wind up losing a friendship or I wind up losing a relationship or something like that. Different things can happen to different people because it wasn't well enough evaluated mm. until later on. Mm. So I feel like, and that's something we've even talked about before is evaluating those types of things. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. It's always best to be able to try to. It's twenty twenty two. Crap! I have an astigmat. <laughs> I have an astigmatism. Then I'm thinking twenty twenty, and it's twenty twenty two. I got well, I got twenty twenty in the left eye and twenty twenty two in the right eye. I'm sorry for that one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, no, it's it. That's very true. Like if we could think in the moment and just be in the present and not always let things pass us by until we give it thought. I think things would be a lot easier. But uh, I think a lot of good was said in I our think it first was too. episode. That was, that was a decent first episode. That was a very good first episode. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone for listening. And whatever you're listening to or on whatever platform you're using. What it, all would we be on? I know we'll be on Spotify, YouTube. Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to start Leave a review anywhere you can. Give us suggestions. Leave us questions. Leave us confessions in the future. 
We will we'll make an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be making an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, it will be at We're So Sorry Podcast. Maybe a website coming soon, which will also be We're So Sorry Podcast.com. And like possibly. I said, possibly. <laughs> but like I said, leave us a review. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Niall. And I am Austin. And, and we, we are, are so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> See you next time.